0: Mm-hmm. <coughs> Said last week, we're <clears throat> learning that Elul represents the Pasig, "Ani Doidi, I am to my love, Doidi li, and the love is to me," which really is one of an incredible, profound way of looking at Shuva. As I said, that most often people think about repenting. Is being be in trouble, they're arrested. Guys getting jail sentenced, The judge wants to know: that is he remorse? Is not remorse? It's really depending on the, and, <clears throat> and that. But but sham, it's a whole different thing. It's an incredible love that is wait, waiting for us to come back. Like I explained last week, mm, that you know, like. Person who really loves his children, we had to, you know, punish them, and he's waiting and waiting the person is to say, "I'm sorry," deeply. You know, it's not to go. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to you if you don't come back and repent to me. I'm gonna really. It's just from the great, great love that the has to us. That love is 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 the one that we're waiting to do tshuva. It's a very positive, very, very positive. And I explained last week, just to reiterate, <coughs> that means I am to my love. It means a person feels good about himself. He's loving. The rule is when you really feel good about yourself, you're in a loving mood. You'll do it. When you feel good about yourself, you can love and share with others. Very down, it's how to be giving. So, a knee, when I feel great about myself, I'm to my love. We all know that. When you feel good about yourself, you can know how to give, you know how to be there for another person, you know how to share and know to love. But when you're very down, what should you tell yourself? Tell yourself that doidely, the love is to me. The love, the Rebunuchin really loves you. This is very, very important. I say this over and over. This is a concept people have a difficult time, understanding and, and perceiving and the truth, it is that way. The Rebun Sholem really loves us. It's not just a perception. It is that way. We don't feel it that way all the time for many reasons, but the love of Hashem dili, is great to us. So, you know, Reb Nachman goes on, and we're going to read the number five over here, page 37, and he explains, he says, It's a very famous concept in Chesidus, which says one must be constantly involved in repentance. You know, last week I explained this. When a person does repent between him and Hashem, he develops a very uh, feeling of belonging. Because he explained last week, we learned, when a person sins, it somehow goes into himself, into his mind, into his psychic, that I don't feel belonging anyplace. Because the truth is, when a person does sin, he doesn't belong in this world, sort of to say. You know, the I don't need you. I didn't ask you to mess things up, sort of to say. And when the more you do tshuva, the more there's a feeling, yes, this is my life. I'm here. I said last week, and I'll repeat this. I, I, some of you are not here, and I like to repeat this story. When I came to L.A., I did not know how to speak English, <coughs> believe it or not. And uh, first I met someone, <coughs> and uh, walking on the street, Shabbos, I don't forget, and you know, I had two people walking on the street, he meets a guy, ha, how are you doing? He says, I'm hanging in. And I remember trying to understand what it means, I'm hanging in, I asked, what does that mean? First time I heard that expression, that means, you know, you're just hanging on. I said to myself, I never want to live this way. I want to be there, I don't want to hang on to a rope and just hang in there. I want to be there, now. And the truth is, the Ramachmah says, when a person doesn't do tshuva, there is a part of a person who, he's, who feels not being there, he has to hang in there. Meaning to say, because somehow you feel guilty, you feel you know inadequate, you did mess up, which we often do in life, mess up. But when you do tshuva, the Rebun says, you belong here, this is your life, you're gonna do the best that you can. It makes a person want to be there where you are. So, this is what he says, he explains in Kabbalah, which means the Shuva goes to keser, I explained last week, to the crown, which means that you carry yourself with a crown. I don't know in English how you express it, it means you carry yourself well. You feel, thank you, feel like a sense of I am, you know, not in a negative way, in a hearty way, just saying simple, I, yes. I feel good, I have to do the right thing, because when a person does sins, it travels through inside his neshoma, his nefesh, his soul, where there's inadequacy. And when a person does it elevates themselves, and so he carries the crown, because he explained that the tshuva goes till the kesev, in Kabbalah, which called the high level of kesser. So he says, one must constantly evolve the repentance, for even at a time that a person is saying, I have sinned, one of the most profound things of the Baal Shem, this is one of the great things about the we always, unfortunately, always have our self-interest in anything we do. A smart person knows that I have to be there for my spouse, for my children, for my friends, even though I have nothing from it. There are people, they only think about themselves, always. They don't know how to think of another person. A person is not selfish, a person is emotionally healthy, could think, but the bottom line is, it's like a contract, I take care of you and you'll take care of me. And somehow, deep down in your thoughts, you were thinking, okay, I'll get paid back, I'll be nice, and I'll get things back. So we always have, it's called the paneer. In English you translate it, Not such a good translation in English because Pnea means an alternative motive. So even when a person does tshuva, there's always like a shtick alternative motive. I'm doing tshuva, now I'm waiting, what can I get for my tshuva? You know, always like we always, like the Zoya says a very interesting thing. And I'll I'll explain the Zoya in a practical way. The Zoya says everyone comes with a Ralph's list to Rosh Hashanah, a whole list and I have a list to ask Hashem, this, this, this. So Hashem turns around and says, "And what about me? Where am I in the picture? That's so why he says it's like a dog barking, everything is me. But the, the trick is, so when a person does shuvah, deep down, you're sorry, and the reason you asking, I'm sorry, because there is a place in I'm sorry which I'm getting something out of this will be friends, you'll be nicer to me. Not because I'm truly sorry I hurt you. Not because I can hurt Hashem, but a true, true sorry without. That takes a long time. So um, so one of the things Rabbi Nachman explains over here, that's why the more tshua you do, the more you realize what you did and the more you could repent and has a higher level this repentance. The tshua has a much, much higher level much deeper level, sort of, to say. You know, to explain this in another way, you know, I I asked, I was speaking to business people and I explained it them this way. Imagine you have a deal going and you decided not to put into the deal. Then you find out that all your friends who put money to this deal made a lot of money. Well, made $100,000. That's what you thought in the beginning, $200,000. They made money in it. Then you find out they're not honest with you. They made a million dollars each. Then it really hurts. That really hurts. Then you find out they were not even honest with you. They didn't make one million dollars. Each one made 10 million dollars. And it really even hurts more. Imagine you find out later they made a billion dollars. get when I was explaining this to business people, one says I would have been suicidal you know, I mean, what did I do? I messed up. You know, when you do tshuva, says that the more you realize, the more you do tshuva, the more you realize what what loss you did over here. Beginning, okay, I made something wrong. You know, we, we love to play things down, humans. Yeah, it can be so bad, we rationalize. Once you start realizing how it, it is not something to play down, it, but that doesn't come right away. That comes the more you do tshuva, the more you realize how you could have been a better person, closer to God, be more loving to Hashem, be more attached, and what you lost out, that is the levels of levels of tshuva. Because that it takes, and that's what I'm not gonna say, it takes time and time. Then he says another incredible profound thing, why a person should do tshuva all the time. He says, this is again a, a Kabbalistic idea. Try to put things, but there's a nigla, and now this is based on the teaching of Kabbalah and Bal Shemtev. every person has a feeling and understanding what God is. See, one of the most profound thing is no one ever knows what God is, because there's nothing, in. The, we only know what he's not. We don't know what he is, you know, because we have no idea, we just watch the universe, we we watch his greatness. It's just awesome, his greatness, and we know he's not physical, not even spiritual. It's something beyond, beyond, beyond any comprehension we can imagine. I love to say this because I realize, as I said, I grew up. With, I was lucky to grow up without a television, but I realized there's such a thing as Star Wars, and I was explained in the Star Wars uh, 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 movies. It's like you know, people just fly from star to star. So I would t- try to explain people what really the closest star to us is 4.3 light years. <laughs> Doesn't sound far, does it? 4.3 light years. I mean, there's one, the million light years. 4.3 light years. 4.3 light years. If I send out a satellite that would go around the globe 25,000 miles an hour, the, the globe is 25. Earth is 25,000 miles. So if you go around in one hour, I could go around the world. To reach the star if going 25,000 miles an hour, I'll get there in 60,000 years. 60,000 years. This is our neighbor. Our closest neighbor. Imagine uh, the, the universe. It's, it's beyond, this is proven, you know. People always ask me how do scientists? This has been proven over and over again. But it's beyond if you just think about it. How vast the universe is—it's it's incredible. Now, we don't know what Hashem is. We only know that He's awesome. So the Zoe says, explains it's called Neida b'Hashurim Balo. We sing it on Friday night, which means every person in their mind has a different way how he feels and understands what Hashem is all about can can't explain it. and you can't even explain it to yourself what you understood yesterday, to tomorrow or to tomorrow of yesterday. It's the moment the feeling that you have, the awe feeling about the Shem is all about. There's no way, but the more a person is true, the more his mind opens up and he has a much deeper perception of what Shem is all about. Things that we cannot talk about. There's no words to articulate, to express. To, to what this is. But the more a you, person does shuva, his mind opens up and he sees the greatness of Hashem. And then he's embarrassed. This, I thought about Hashem so, so little. That's embarrassing. You know, like, a, you know, like a, it's, it's like you feel silly. There's a famous story to explain this with one of the Goenim, to explain this concept. It's called Rev of Hai Guan was one of, this goes back um, probably 1,100 years or 1,200 years, and, and he was the, one of the last Who Anyway, so the story was that he decided to go into exile. He wanted to, to purify himself, and he was the greatest scholar. Those days, there were no pictures, no email, no, you can't, you know, Every day, my my uh, my daughter-in-law sends me a picture of the baby, you know, her newest baby. You know, like uh, the ditch trick, that trick, you know, doesn't exist those days. So people didn't know he was coming, traveling, came to this town, and he came to a person who always took in guests. He said to him, he, and he looked like a poor person with a bundle on his back, and he says, "Can I come in?" No, 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 no. You can't come in. Rafhaigun is supposed to arrive. You know where he's been staying in my house, and the house has to be clean, spotless. I don't need any dirty people this time. He can't come in. He's begging and begging. No, he can't, I'm sorry. I'll sit behind the oven, I'll hide. Okay, after begging him. People are coming out and out, trying to see that if Haigon comes. Someone comes in, he's looking at this pauper sitting, and he says, He is Rafhaiguon. Is Israigun, this poor person that you didn't want in the house, and you finally convince you hide me behind the oven. This is Rav Haigun. The owner of the house, this wealthy person, fainted. And then when he got it, finally brought him back and he's about to you know, ask him forgiveness, he fainted again. He says, if I would have known who you are, I never would have, you know, I would have uh, no. So I would have given you the greatest COVID. I wouldn't have asked you not to come in. So Rafa said, from here I learned the incredible thing. That the more we understand Hashem, if I would have understood who you really are, I would have done a much better job. So the more you understand Hashem is the more you class the more you appreciate it. Ah, this is who you are. I would have done a much better job. So repenting could be even for you know, for the past, because the way you did then was the level of understanding how you understood Hashem. Because our understanding is limited, but now that you you are on a higher level, you will say, you know, that I'm sorry was nothing. Imagine you step on someone's toe, you know, you did not realize that. Oh, I'm sorry, and all of a sudden, you know, this was a senator. Oh, whoa, guy tells you this is the president. Oh, I'm really sorry now. You know what I mean? It's if you don't know who he is, you say, I'm sorry, you walk. You walk. But now I really have an understanding what it is. So that it, that makes a person at a deeper level of tshuva. But that causes, again, Rabbi Achim says, the more you do this, the more understanding you have, and the more you have a sense of carrying a crown. Because again, tshuva hits the sweeter called keter. Keser. that means the crown. You don't—you feel good about it. You this You feel a, a sense of belonging, not a sense I don't belong. I do belong here. This is my life, and this is my Torah, this is my Tefillah, this is my God. I tell people. we say Hashem they say have to say this is mine. So I like to rub it into my daughters, and I tell them, "You're my daughter." They love to hear it, even though they have a family of five. You know, it, because this is how it is, you know, feel of belonging. When you say Hashem kenu." you say, Hashem is my God. It's, every, everyone individually has a different sense how they see and perceive, perceive Hashem. <clears throat> I love the safe I love the safer? the the machine. let's see number 7 <clears throat> you know i want to first i want to explain number 8 and we'll come back to number 7 see number 8 and i'll connect i'll connect it later how this works number 8 is a, an incredible Profound thing, Ram Nachman says. In he's one of the. This is one of his most quoted thing. Believe it or not, even by the Misnagdim, they quote this piece of Rabbi Nachman. He says, the trick of life is to be an expert in your own vulnerabilities, your own ups and your own downs. Every person has different ups and different downs. No two people share it the same way. That's a fact. You know, certain people when they eat, they don't feel good afterwards. Certain people when they sleep, and they every person has different things that elevate them, how they act when they feel great, when they down, how they feel. Life is full of ups and downs. I, I will share something personally. People always ask me, how did I become a breast of a chassid? I say, Oh, but I was 19 years old and I was learning a And I had ups and downs, especially teenagers have it a lot. And no one talked about it. And I picked up one of them Swaram and he talks about ups and downs. I says, Wow, I'm a normal guy. <laughs> but people don't talk about it, parents don't talk about it. Just normal. And what has shocked me is how he speaks about his own vulnerability, his own ups and downs in life. You know, we, we, I grew up thinking is how he struggled. We all have ups and downs, and we all struggle. No one is always flying. Even, even depressed people are not always the same depressed. Believe it or not. They, they walk around depressed, but they're not they're always the same depressed. Happy people are not always the same happy. We have our ups and downs and our mood, our relationships with our spouses, with our children, with our neighbor, and with yourself. Sometimes you're in love with yourself. You like yourself. Sometimes you're annoyed at yourself. What did I think? It's normal. This is just simple, normal thing. The trick is to be an expert in your own ups and your own downs. To understand what triggers and what do you do when you're down. That's what he said, he calls it a Boki. Baki means, you know, um, extreme, he calls it in English, extreme knowledgeable, but Boki means more than knowledgeable. He understands, the trick is is understanding yourself. The more your self-awareness is, you understand, this is is so true, I tell young people, when I give the classes to young newlyweds, and I always tell them, this is so true, you're getting married to a spouse, it's a whole sugya, sugya means a whole Talmudic uh, chapter, to understand what your wife is all about, what takes her, what doesn't tick her, what's her strength, what's her weaknesses, how do you, you know, how do you work it out and how you understand her, the more you understand her, the better. The same is with you. The self-knowledge of yourself, your awareness of yourself, that is gives a person the strength, knowing when I'm up I feel this way, when I'm down feel this way. And one of the things that Nachman says, this is what I began to explain, is Anila Doidi person should know that when he feels great, you know, sometimes you feel great, you become Balgaiva. How do you say Balgaiva in English? Uh, arrogance. 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 You become arrogance and you think about and you You have to, you know, you could be in a loving mood and feel great about yourself, but you got to be humble. And you got to be close to Hashem in the high moods. And you, like, a guy's making too much money. A guy's this, you know, he has that sense of humility that, you know, nothing is guaranteed. Hashem is with you. And when a person is down in the dumps, got to tell himself, God loves me. See, we don't hear it from Hashem. It's much easier when your child is not feeling well, someone is not feeling it, you visit them and it says, Here I am. And the guy feels you're there. And you feel you're loving him. The child feels the mother loves her. The, child, the mother kisses the child. When we're down, we have to talk to ourselves. Give us, as you call it, self-therapy. To, you know, talk to yourself and say to yourself that Hashem really loves me. You see, it's you and you see yourself with the wrong glasses. You feel terrible about yourself, so you think no one likes me. You know, sometimes, you know, you know a, guy, a guy was suicidal someone told me, and everyone was screaming to him, don't jump, we love you. Because he's standing up there things that everyone rejects him. When you're depressed, you think you are nothing. And, and they didn't even know who he is. You know, but just guy hears people screaming, I love you. Calm him down. You know, somehow, we have to tell yourself, and the truth, it's not just a, a myth. As long as your heart is pumping in your chest, God wants you. That's his want. I would say over an advertisement that I remember as a teenager, and... Uh, the advertisement te- was that, you know, the, the Uncle Sam wants you. I remember seeing that first time at the time, I was about 14 years old and it hit me. It feels good to be wanted. remember it took me a year time to figure out that, who's Uncle Sam, I didn't know who Uncle Sam was. Then I figured out he doesn't want me, he wants me to join the army. But as a, I remember as a 14, 15 year old child, it felt great, you know. There's a finger pointing at you, right? I want you. It works. I'm sure the advertisement works. And he told me that. It's famous. It was a great idea. The truth is that Hashem wants you. It's not just. It's in your mind when you're thinking. You think to yourself that it's, you know, I'm in a gloomy mood and I'm rejected, and no one likes me, and it's I give up, and, and it's not, you know, whatever thoughts people go through, every person differently. Every person, it, no two people think the same. It, you have to tell yourself, yes, Hashem loves me. Even I messed up. See, he knew we were gonna mess up. He created up with the eight sahara. He knew we're gonna have a battle. He gave us this battle. He wants us the battle. It's worth it for him giving the Sahara. Because I always tell this to people. I explain it in a very simple way. You know, the sun shines every day. The sun has no battle. He didn't wake up this morning and says, You know what? I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to shine. I don't want to burn. It's programmed. It's going to do its job. It's software. You know, the software. It's programmed. Finish." I tell I tell people imagine someone should uh, uh, put, on, put on my computer "Hi Zaidi," and every time you put it on, cute "Hi Zaidi, Hi Saba." So the beginning, the first time it'll be it be very cute, but after a while, every time I open the computer, it says it, it'll be annoying. But if my granddaughter will call me every day midday, and say "Hi Zaidi," my heart is gonna warm. It will feel warm and cozy. And I'm waiting every day for the phone call. What's the difference? Because software is software. All right, the joke is over already. But the child or your friend went out of the way to call you and say hello to you. That's incredible. See, if, if, if we wouldn't have a Hada and only a Turf, it would be software. The sound does the job. He was programmed, and he burns, and he does exactly what he was programmed, and the sun sets, the sun rises, he does exactly what he was told. We do have a choice. And Hashem, this is what Hashem wants from the world and from us. Choose the right thing, battle your battle that you have. Because we all have a battle to battle. Every one of us has a Yetzirah, which we gotta battle. And you know, every person differently, every person, the, the age is different. So what, what the, the, the boy Nislam knew this exists, and that's why he gave us this challenge. You've got to tell yourself, even if I messed up, Hashem truly loves you. It's not a figurative. He really does. And if you tell it to yourself, you could, you could get up, no matter how depressed you are. How, because the truth is, love is very, very powerful. You know what, one of the most amazing things about, about love, the whole world is busy with love, and look at how high the divorce rate is. True love is very difficult. People don't know what love is. People don't even but it is, it, is, it is, you have to believe that Hashem, you gotta tell it to yourself. When you're down, you have to tell yourself, I did mess up, or I didn't, sometimes you wake up in a bad mood, nothing messed up, you're just in a bad mood. You know, I don't know, always have a reason why I'm in a bad mood. But you have to tell yourself it's my mood. I tell myself it's the way my, I have green glasses or purple glasses on. Reality it's not. Reality is that Hashem still loves me and, his son, and my family loves me and everything is good. I just gotta push away these negative feelings and overcome it. But every person has to be an expert in their vulnerability. Every person tr- gets triggered by other things. Certain people get triggered by, you know, eating or, and, uh, you know, the way the, they talk to people. Every person is different. There is no, there's literally no rule to make. But once you become an expert on your own self, you could grow enormously. And at the end of the Torah, Nachman says an incredible, profound thing. He says that Amolek, I once explained this before, Amolek is the, is, Amolek is the one to destroy the Jewish people. That's the Yetzirah. The, the Ra, Amolek strength is when we're down, when we don't feel good about ourselves. Once you feel good about yourself, when very hard to tell a person who feels good about yourself, you know, skip davening today or do something wrong today. You're depressed anyways, you're down. That's when the Atsar gets us, don't go to Davern, or do something wrong, mess up. But when you feel, when there's a knee, when you feel, when you feel good about yourself, it's a knee le doidi, it's very hard the it's harder to get to you. When it is down, you feel, you don't feel good, you feel depressed, you feel like you goofed, you feel like you know, you're not getting any place, you're not, we all get down. That's when, when you're down about yourself, is where the Yetzirah has the biggest biggest power over you. It's true, I always pr- tell people and audiences, you'll notice you only get a ticket, a parking ticket, parking the wrong side of the street, whatever, is when you're depressed. When you're happy, it usually never happens, why is that? You're happy, you're alert, and you're weird, and you're weird, and when you're down and depressed, that's when all of a sudden you got a ticket. And you know what you tell yourself? I got it taken up because I was depressed. It's just not my day. It's, everything is against me, which is not true. It just happens to be when you're depressed, you make silly decisions. I have a rule. I never decide when I'm down. I always tell myself, I'll wait a day or two, think it over again. I never make decisions when I'm down, because you don't make good decisions when you're down. So anyways, what is saying, a person has to become an expert on his downs and his ups. And every person is different. That's why you have to be acknowledged, the self-awareness. And what helps enormously your self-awareness is meditation. Truth is, any meditation helps because when you meditate, you think about, you're aware what your thoughts are going on. What helps even more is talking to Hashem. When you take time and talk to Hashem, but you're really slowly processing your thoughts. And, and you you, know, you think about it and you become slowly aware that I'm angry, I'm in a bad mood. You know, raising, raising young children, it's very hard you know, try to tell a t- teenager, I still have teenagers at home, you know, you're in a bad mood, why are you letting out on your sister? It's very hard for them. They don't look at it that way, no, she teased me. And she's not helping with me today, not, you know. But the, in reality, to, you know, as, as we become adults, we have to be aware. Don't, I always tell my children, you don't have a bad mood, don't let it out on us. It takes them a long time to perceive it because we don't have a self-awareness. The more you have a self-awareness, the less you would do it. Because every one of us gets into a bad mood and we unfortunately let it out to our people closest to us. You become a self-awareness, and the self-awareness comes through meditation. And the best meditation is when you're talking to Hashem. That's why, you, if you Rambam so much explained about talking to Hashem, if you take tw- start 20 minutes a day and tell yourself, "This is the 20 minutes, and I'll talk and say anything that's on your heart." Everything that's on your heart, no matter, it doesn't make a difference. I sometimes cannot talk. You know what I begin to say? I begin saying, I came to talk to Hashem. I'm tongue-tied. I don't know where to start. Just say what is on your tongue. You know what's on your heart. And you'll notice you could start. It's an incredible, it makes a person self-awareness. makes them close to Hashem. It it elevates a person incredible. And that's the most powerful way how to do tshuva is that way. You know, if you see in <clears throat> number eight, he says, for even in the last sentence, for even in the deepest hell, a person can draw himself close to Hashem since there are two goddess represented in it. If I go down to hell, here you are. You could find Hashem in the most low, low areas, in the most you know, I've heard plenty of stories, people becoming from, just from Mammish, they were about to become non-religious. I got, a doctor told me, the many stories, and The Gomorrah has a very frightening story, but a doctor told me once that he and his girlfriend were becoming doctors together. And she wanted him to become a Catholic. She was Jewish and she wanted him, she was very religious Catholic. And he, he was like, he said, I am not interested in anything. But she really liked him. So she tried to convince him, you know, to become a Catholic. So one day he was not feeling well, and he didn't eat, and she bought him a ham sandwich. That's the only thing about Yiddishkeit he, he told me he kept. He didn't eat ham. He, he ate Yom Kippur. He worked Shabbos. It, it, there was nothing that he... Somehow he grew up that one thing we don't eat is ham. That was the last leg of his Yiddishkeit. He's, you know, he didn't some reason, this is how, it did nothing. He had nothing. So he says, she wanted him, and she bought the ham sandwich, and I was thinking, that's the only thing I have left that are being Jewish. So she said, he said, I'm not I'm gonna find out. And she gave him a hard time, He to try to find out. And slowly tried to find out what is ham all about, What it is and that's how he found that he, what the Yiddish guy is all about, and he dropped his girlfriend. That's where he came from. The Gemara says, even more profound. You know, I like it's, it's a very I don't know the right word in English. It's a gross gemara, but the gemara relates there was a person who's obsessive sex maniac, and every prostitute he had to go to bed with. And the gemara relates that he heard there's one type special who has seven beds and seven gold beds. Oh, funny story, gemar, he was gonna travel to to, to, to to do this while he's there. She really got him, tried to get him uh, uh, heated up. And she says, you know, there's no hope for you to do tshuva. While he was doing the act with her, she tells him, there's no hope for you to do t- tshuva. He jumped off her and he became about tshuva. That's what the mother says. He hit him because in the truth is, in the shol tahtis, in the pits of hell, you could also find Hashem. No matter how far you're gone, you could always find yourself back to Hashem. You know, people think, you know, uh, me, I've met someone on They made it, you know, there's no hope for me. Was, I was religious, I became not a, there is no such a thing. That, that the, 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 the Hashem, you know, the, the, you could find God no matter where far removed you are. No matter how much you sin, but you, but you got to tune in you got to really tune in. That's what Ramanachim is saying. So you got to tell yourself, because you know what? Hashem, you know, the love that Hashem has to us is endless. The B'Hashem used to say that if you take all the love in the world that exists, the love that Hashem loves a wicked person is much greater. Because Hashem is endless, it's infinite. Our love is very limited. How much we can love is a very, very limited, our love. But the love of Hashem, He really, Wants you to become better. So the trick of this, Elel is, is to tell you so in my ups, in my downs, I could always find Hashem, no matter how things are. And that's Esach Shemaim, there's a pussy in Telum. It says like this Dovah the Malik expresses itself in Psalms, what feelings we go through, and he says, where can I go away from your spirit? Where can I run away from you? There's a part of us who wants to run. We all have this feeling you just want to escape, throw your responsibilities away and just disappear. I always tell, joke to myself, we would like to go into a bubble with it. We don't lose time. You know, time should stop for a week and let's just forget about everything. There's a feeling we all have. Dovah the Melech is saying, Where can I go? I would like to go. There's no place to go away from you. If if I climb heavens, I find you there. If I put out a bed in hell, I find you there. Because if you want, you could find Hashem all the time. You just got to seek Him. And you could find Him. And that's what tshuva is all about. That no matter how you feel you goofed and how you could always come, and Hashem, you know, the, the greatest thing is that Hashem hugs us when we do tshuva. I said last week, one of the greatest fear people call up before to ask forgiveness from a friend if they want, maybe the guy's going to hang up the phone. Maybe the guy will scream at me. I'm saying I'm sorry. Maybe who knows what the person is going to do to me. That's normally. The the fear we have. Imagine you call up, the guy, I was waiting for your phone call. I was longing and waiting for that phone call. Hashem is saying, I'm waiting for your phone call. When are you going to call me? He's asking, you know, many of us are used to, we have a list. Come to Shoshana, we're going to ask Hashem for this and for that. And so the Zoyi says that Hashem says, and what about me? Where am I in the picture? Is everything about you or about me? So the Zoyi says that if a person does tshuva, and he says, I, I acknowledge you're the creator. You're the king. You created me, and I am your creation. You'll notice the entire shoshana we say Hashem Melech, We keep on repeating this theme over and over in the davening. With saying, you are the boss, you're king. You created us, you're king. You're working, you are king, and you will be king. You know, once you accept him as a king, and you really show that he's a, a, a king, that you realize that he created, we say to Shoshana, if you follow the prayers, we say, You created me. We dive in like this. Let all the beings know that you fashioned them, you created them, and protect them. The deity called Suicatu Palto, everyone should know. Once we acknowledge that, then there's room, you know anyone who has children or relationships, the child who cares about you more, you're much willing to help much easier. I have a house full of children. Most of them are married, but you know what I mean? Like, it, it, the reality is that the child who's much more there for you, you're much quicker to help. When someone is self-indulged all the time by themselves, you know, oh, now you need me. It's like uh, someone tells me, my brother calls me only when he needs me. You know, and he says, that's why I'm not close to him. When he needs me, then I exist. Why doesn't he call me say, good Shabbos? I call him once in a while. It's a, it's a feeling we have that. So the he says, that's what Hashem says. You need me, you call me. Hello, where was I till now? So that's why the davening of Rosh Hashanah is we show that he's, once we acknowledge then things are much, much, much easier to daven, much easier to get closer to Hashem. See what really happens to us is that, as humans, we really think about ourselves all the time, believe it or not, no matter. If you're a rabbi, community, a father of many children, a husband or a wife, you are focused on yourself. The trick is is to dis on yourself so much, and by talking about you and Hashem, is to focus on Hashem. How can I be there for Hashem? What does He want me to do? Deep down, we know we're asking for ourselves. It's like. We know if we want to have a good relationship, call up the person say hello. Send them a thank you card. But, it, you know, we're, we're still humans. But the more you acknowledge Hashem's existence and Hashem is king, the more our fillers will be listened. That's why in davening we say, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Aleken Hashem we say Krishma first. Because we are accepting Hashem as God, and then we could daven Hashem and Now He's going to listen to us because you accepted him as the master. So, you know, the, 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 the theme of this Torah of Rav Nachman is over here, trying to explain to us, the more you do tshuva, the more you become an expert in your ups and downs, and the stronger you'll be in the ways of Yiddishkeit, what you're doing. See, in life, if you don't move ahead, you fall. There's a famous saying in Bechseidim. If you don't have an aliyah, probably you'll fall down. You know, it's like you, when, when, when a slant, if you have to push the pedal of the car, if you let go, you might slide right back. A person has to continuously grow, do more, open his mind. And the more a person you know, works on himself, the more he gets close to Hashem. And I want to tell you something, life becomes extremely sweet in your mouth. The more you grow in life, the more you go ups, the more you understand your ups. Life, I always say, one of the things I learned in Bristol was that very few people get up in the morning and scream, yippee, I'm alive. Most of us get up in the morning and push the snooze button a few times. And I really have to get up already? And maybe we could uh, stay in the bed longer. Maybe we could cover ourselves, hide. You know, no one says, wow, I'm alive. It's great. The, because you don't embrace life. Because we don't, there's a part of us who doesn't like the challenge of life. But if you tell, the you challenge your life is going to be there. You know, we are lucky today. It's a stunning weather. We are Californians are so spoiled. Now, what day you're going to have depends on you today. If you're going to have a smiling day, happy day, you know, that depends on you. Now, all, some of you think to yourself, the rabbi would know what my headaches is today. He to say, you're going to have headaches till tomorrow. Trust me you could be smiling, enjoying today if you want. I, I say over a story, which is where I said it to the lawyers, and I said it to a woman. I once spoke to ladies, and I told them the importance of being happy. So a lady tells me like this. It was Friday, an hour before Shabbos, and she was bathing her two-year-old, and she takes the two-year-old out of the bath, and the three-year-old rips calling Book and throws him into the bathtub. I come into the bathroom, I see that the coloring book is all in the bathtub. And I lost it, I got so angry, it's an hour before Shabbos, what's going on over here? Say, hi, Rabbi, how can you tell me to be smiling? So I tell her, I want to ask you something, imagine 20 minutes before that, you got a phone call that you won $50,000, not $50 million, $50,000. And your three year old does this. you know, you would have said, this is a Kodak moment. Let me get the camera and quickly take a picture and remind her what she did when she was three years old, now before Shabbos." All of a sudden, the whole picture is another picture. You know, I, uh, I, I speak to lawyers once in a while, and one lawyer says to me, Osa spoke about it, and he says, you know, last Shabbos was just terrible. He says, I came home and one of the children took ketchup and, you know, and, uh, squeezed around the, on the rug. And, uh. So I said to him, if one of the cases went through, he's a litigation lawyer, and it's a $300,000, you won the case, you would have come home and told your daughter, do it more! Just enjoy the ketchup. It is the way you look at things. You know, if you are in a bad mood, it's hard to do tshuva. It's very hard to repent when you're down about yourself. When well, we feel great... If you generally work yourself to be happy, you, it's much easier. That's why happiness is one of the things R' Nachman always stressed and all Chassidim stressed. This is based this is a, its not a 21st-century concept. People ask me, this is one of the first things B'ashemtav introduced was happiness, and you're not happy unless you make yourself happy. Being depressed is easy. That comes very easy. No one had to go to a therapist. I don't know how to be depressed. <laughs> Teach me how to be depressed. Teach me how to quetch. How to be angry. How to be critical. This is just part of our texture. We know how to be. Every child is born a quetch. We know how to quetch. We know how to, uh, how to criticize. We know how to be angry. We know how to be nasty. Being nice is work. Being not catchy, being happy, that is conscientious decisions. And as you can become, and the more happy you are, the much more you enjoy life. Life becomes sweet, yes? That's a very, very good question. That's a very, very, very good question. Uh, Let me rephrase this question. A guy knows he's doing something wrong. Um, This wasn't just a theoretical question. A young man asked me this question once, many years ago. Told me that, unfortunately, he was a single guy. He wasn't so young anymore. And he had a non-Jewish girlfriend. And he had his ups and downs trying to get rid of her. He didn't know how to do it. He knew it was wrong, he wasn't yet religious, but he knew this is not. Well, a person knows he's got a cancer growing. First thing you gotta tell yourself, I gotta quit. I can't do tshuva say, I regret I'm doing this, and knowing that tomorrow you can do it again. That's silly. That's uh, being hypocritic, whatever the word is. You have to first focus, this is wrong. I got to change my attitude, change if it's an attitude, it's a bad habit. It, whatever it is, we all have things to change. But you got to tell yourself, this is wrong. And I'm going to try to push it away out of my life. You know, just, uh, you know, that this is, you a, a person speaks and hada. If he says, hey, listen, my, my business is and hada, So why, 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 why are you doing chuva? Well, you know, you have to first tell yourself, this is the part that is not good what I'm doing, but well, let it be anything, because you know it's how it gets to everyone differently so first you gotta work on that get rid of it, and then you could say I'm sorry and work on the truth. any other question? when you talk to Hashem are you allowed to sit on <laughs> <laughs> That's no, that's a very good question it's not a joke, he asked a very very good question, the Gimota talks about this and this is this is question when he asked has been troubling me too. Let me explain what his question is. You know, you want to tell Hashem, and you tell him, listen, this guy jipped me. You know, if you tell Hashem in a way of, you know, like talking to a friend, you know, this guy jipped me, and he ripped me off, and he's just after me and helped me, nothing wrong. Just to file a complaint, that's a whole different story. No, you could say... God knows who it is, anyways. So you just tell, you tell Hashem, you know, this guy is whatever it is, he's after me, and uh, whatever, you're going through a difficult time. Yes, you could tell Hashem, not I want him to punish him, I just got to get it off my chest. And it's not working. Yes. What about yourself? Let me tell you a cute story about that. If Tashem, you're allowed to say it. Well, let me just say, the, the, there's a the, this question. The, the Chovetz Chaim writes a lot of speak Losh about yourself. So Chovetz Chaim and his son brings down an uh, interesting story happened. Chovetz Chaim was traveling in a train, and next to him sat someone, and he asked the someone the someone asked him, "Where do you come from?" I come, he didn't know it was the Chovetz Chaim, and he said, "I come from Raden." And the Chovetz Chaim, "Wow, you come from Raden? I hear there's a Great tzaddik, and who the sole mayor and he the dozen? Nah, he's not such a tzad. <laughs> what do you mean? He's a great? No, he's not. Make him a man. What are you talking about? He started hitting him. <laughs> so when he came to the train station and, and there was a, ten thousand people in Boston greeting him, he got fainted. So Chavitz Chaim said, I learned from here: you're not allowed to talk Losh nor about yourself neither. But the truth is, when you talk to Hashem, Hashem, that's what Hashem wants you to take responsibility, what you did. See, tshuva is such a healthy thing, because when you talk to Hashem, He says, I goofed. See, the more you realize that you are responsible of what you've done, the much easier to do tshuva. As long as, we, as long as we start blaming, I was raised wrong, I have a you know, wrong influence, and really, I uh, have differently, you know, we all have a, 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 you know, a file of ways to rationalize why we do But as soon as a person realizes I am responsible what I do, it's much easier to do tshuva. So I hope all of you are going to smile the rest of the day because even if you're not in the mood, fake it, and you'll see you'll become happy. And second, take time for yourself. You know, in, 25, in 23 days, we're going to be facing a judge. It's not a judge. And this judge is not talking about, a, you know, a traffic court. not talking about losing $100,000. We're talking about Hashem is going to judge us. If we is going to live, not going to live, how the next year is going to be, health, we should, you know, you do tshuva, that helps, you know, you prepare yourself. Okay. Thank you.